people die and Yuna dances, when will she stop dancing? Yuna won't stop dancing. Not until sin is gone. Gotta memorize a Final Fantasy X-2 recap podcast, trying to make sense of this mess before Final Fantasy X-3 comes out. It's never been announced, but don't judge us for dreaming. I'm Wheels, and I'm joined as always by Joe. How are you, Joe? I'm doing all right. You know, we had a very normal episode last week. I'm I'm really just excited to get back into just recapping the plot, seeing what the effect of, of her concert had on the world. Do you think she? <laughs> do you think she brought everybody together? Um, so, I, <laughs> so I've watched a little bit into chapter five. You haven't. No, not yet. I remembered, I remembered one thing because I remembered on a previous episode, I said that I think we're done with the Aeons and I remembered we're not. I remembered one that's on chapter five, which again, the decision of putting that one there is baffling to me. Uh, in chapter five, th- there's, uh, it doesn't seem like things have calmed down. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just put it at that. The opposite of the calm. But it is, they do make mention of the fact that, like, Yuna has been successful. Anyway, we'll just, well, so, we'll get there. So, music, you you're saying yeah. music makes you lose control. Uh-huh. I think that's the problem, is that they've solved the previous problem, but now they've, music make them lose their minds. Uh-huh. But you hate to see it. Um, but that is where we left off last time. We, we described uh, the concert in very thorough detail, more thorough than necessary. And uh, the next thing that happens is Payne says, Yuna. It's in the, did we mention this was in like her quarters in the Celsius? Nope. Nope. I missed, I skimmed over that. Uh, but yes, we go back to the cabin. Um, she is yeah, and sh- uh, crying. Right. The, the concert's over and she's crying and she says, I'm all right. I'm fine, really. It's past now. I just love this line. In a vacuum of just Yuna sobs a little. I'm all right. <laughs> uh, she's wiping her tears. Pain is comforting her. Riku shows up. Uh, Pain says, "What did Shinra say?" Riku says, "Um, he said it might be some kind of a uh, interference with the sphere waves. <laughs> Yuni's dress sphere and the sphere screen reacted with each other." Mm-hmm. And and then you just get the animation of like algebra of like geometry in front of going Riku's yes. face. The consciousness burned into the dress sphere was projected onto the screen by a fire wire, a thunderbolt, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. I uh, I think I vaguely explained that last time too, but this is where I'm getting that from. Very funny that they even go through this much effort to <laughs> to <Yeah>. say why. <laughs> But, um, sure, why not? I don't know how fucking spheres work. Why is there a consciousness in the stress sphere? Stress spheres were invented in this game. I don't know. Pain has the, the ideal response to that, which is okay, but that doesn't explain why it happened. When I asked, he said, I'm only a kid. Yuna chimes in and says, It's Lynn. I was singing her feelings. During the song, I could feel them welling up inside until they just burst. Pain says, TMI, Yuna. So the people we saw were <laughs> Len and Shuyin. She doesn't say the first thing. Yeah, true. Uh, time passes. Just, I guess, a fade to black and fades back up. 
and uh, Payne says, everyone's waiting. Let's go. I do like this idea of just like, uh, you know, sometimes you, your feelings just burst up so much that you have to break into song. And that is typically how musicals work. It is. Hum- yeah, it's true. Uh, this game just has the one. I guess if you count the opening of the game, there's two numbers in it. I don't know. I don't think there's a third one. Who could say? There was, I was watching later, and I was like, did they... There was an awkward cut in a later scene that I think is in Chapter 5, so we probably won't get it to it in this episode. But it was like an awkward cut that seemed like artificial, like it, like part of the video that I was watching was cut out for copyright reasons. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't fathom there being a song there, so I'll have to do some God, research. But I think I, there actually might be another song. I know you haven't seen this movie, but there's a James L. Brooks movie called I'll Do Anything that was originally shot as a musical that test audiences hated so much that they removed the songs. And a lot of cuts feel that way in that movie of just like, it feels like this is building up to something and then it just changes (laughs) scenes. What's funny though, is James O'Brooks doesn't understand how musicals work. That that sounds so like, uh, it's such a theater to me. It's (laughs) it's such a fascinating cultural object for a million reasons. That's just (laughs) one of them. The thing about that, when he wrote it, he was like, I wanted it to be, a, a solid script if you took the songs out and it's like then you made a shitty musical if the songs don't <laughs> progress the story Bizarre. uh but you do get albert brooks singing about um how he wants to to make test audiences of his movie like it which is very funny because test audiences of that movie hated it so fascinating object if you dig you can find the musical cut online it's not good anyways that's what that made me think of, of you <laughs> <laughs> describing that. It feels like a song was removed here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they go to the bridge now, and Matron's there, if you were worried that there wasn't going to be an old man explaining things to you. Yeah, why? <laughs> was he? Has he been on the ship? I don't no. remember him being on the ship. No, I think... Or I guess maybe he mentions it when we saw him last, because they do have a longer conversation. Maybe uh, he joined them and we forgot it, but... We saw... The last time we saw him was in Guadalajara, right? Right, and they... Like, uh, that's my memory, too, and I'm thinking maybe, like, at the end of that, maybe he was like, and I'll hop my old bones on board, and we <laughs> skimmed over it or something. Who knows? But he's here anyway, and he says, "'Twas a magnificent melody, Lady Una. The onlookers were all quite enchanted." Una says, "'If it brings spirit together, even a little, then I'm glad.'" Uh, narrator's voice it did not. <laughs> yeah. "'Indeed, I believe it shall. As you sang, not a soul could help but realize the folly of their tiresome squabbling. First fist, fi- 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 the script, the script says fist. He just but... turns into he just turns into a YouTube poop. <laughs> Fists once raised in anger became welcoming hands, offering solace to tearful. <laughs> God, offering solace to tearful neighbor. I must admit that I too shed my share of tears the moment Len appeared. I'm sure all the listeners also shed tears uh, when they heard it. Um, Riku (laughs) Riku says, you know Lin? Of course. Would you like to hear? Uh, Would you like to hear more? Uh, Yuna cuts him off and says, yes, tell us. (laughs) Service guarantees citizenship. (laughs) I think we've made that exact joke before with Machen. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Anyway, he says. Paragraph time. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, turn down the lights, folks. We got a matron paragraph. 
light a few candles. Machen zone. <laughs> pop that old bottle of wine open. Uh, Machen says... Get some incense going. Where to begin? About a thousand years ago, Len was a popular songstress in Zanarkand. The talk of the town, you might say. In a more peaceful age, she might have lived out her years as a performer. But these were unprecedented times. <laughs> but in these unprecedented times. My no, times, said, they're so <laughs> unprecedented. He says, but the time and her talents did not allow such a thing to be. You see, Len's gift for singing was matched by her genius in the summoner's arts. When the Machina War began, <laughs> when war were declared, all summoners were sent to the front lines. Zanarkand was hopefully was <laughs> hopefully outnumbered. No, Zanarkand was hopelessly outnumbered, and Len knew she would not return home alive. Nonetheless, <laughs> what can you do? <laughs> she, <laughs> she was prepared to lay down her life to protect her people. Yet there was one person who refused to let Len die. Yes, he would do anything to save her. He was a young man. Len's lover. You can say his name, Machen, I promise. Uh, Riku says, ah. Shuyin? I'm getting, like, an oxygen high because you have to breathe. Because his voice is so whispery. But to yeah. do a voice like... You have to do, it's like, a, a full... It's been a while. To do a... The stage used, used to have this Right, right, and you have to do like a full breath in, like you're about to scream, but then you just whisper. That's you need a lot of oxygen, like uh -huh. in the reserve, to push it. It's a strange feeling. But but uh, I th having says, that, it's the th it, this happened with Simnas too, and I guess it's just funny that it's always married to long rambly paragraphs <laughs> of bullshit. Yeah, I wonder if these voice actors also had to deal with that. Maybe that's why their lines are so weird. They just lose their minds halfway, <laughs> halfway between. Um, let's see. Uh, Machen says, I don't know. His name has been lost to history. Whatever his name, the youth endeavored to steal the enemy's Machina weapon and save Len. However, Yuna says, it didn't go well. The lovers met a truly tragic end. Those images we all witnessed are most certainly... A record of their last moments. A snuff film. <laughs> I mean, kind of. Uh, this says Machen just leaves after that. I'm assuming he just passes out. <laughs> and uh, Payne says, so Shuyin was anyway, Lin's Anyway, it's 420. I must be going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I love Machen. I'm going to miss him. He should be in every game. <laughs> Legally. It's like it's like once Dracula is in the public domain, why is he not in your movie? Mate, why isn't exactly. Nation in your Square Enix game? How does that? How is that? We, I guess it makes sense to talk about in this podcast, given that we talk about Disney enough with Kingdom Hearts. But uh -huh. we talk a lot. We've heard about Mickey Mouse early Mickey Mouse uh, cartoons entering the public domain soon. I mean, you don't. What think is that? Happen, right. What does that mean? It's like let me look it up. Uh. There's always, they always find some legal loophole to that keep, is true. keep the rat in the trap. But, you know, if we imagine that doesn't happen, right? It's, I've Googled, and it says, Steamboat Willie is set to enter the public domain on January 1st, 2024. However, later iterations of the character of Mickey Mouse will remain under copyright production and protection until 2025. So, yeah, I don't know. 
I know, I know it won't happen, but what happens? What happens when 2025 rolls around, you know? And, and specifically Steamboat Willie adaptations are fine? Or are they just going to remake live-action Steamboat Willie to, to lock I it think, in again? I think what I'm reading is that 2025 is when the whole, the whole, man, the whole man becomes ours. <laughs> the, rat, the rat will be ours! The prophecy has, begin, has been fulfilled! Uh, I mean, I look forward to that day. I would love to possess the, the rat. The dragon fires are snuffed out! <laughs> Uh, you can tell you've been preparing for <laughs> a bonus episode <laughs> from, of Elder Scrolls. The Numidium walks again! Oh, <laughs> uh, it's just Pete as a giant <laughs> bronze golem. I don't know how to punch this up anymore. I'm just letting you go. It's fine. I don't know how to punch up your uh, was once a musical bit. It's fair. No one's seen that movie. Yeah. Much less twice if you watch the, the shitty musical cut. Anyways. What were we fucking... T- oh, yes. So they're explaining the connections to the audience if you weren't making them already re-Shuyin uh, and a big weapon. Uh, so Shuyin was y- Lin's lover. Uh, Riku says, And so that means the weapon he tried to steal to save her must have been... Um, and the math is in front of her face again. <laughs> <laughs> Yuna says, Vagnagon, right? Riku continues, I think I can kind of understand how he felt, trying so hard to save someone. Two years ago, I was the same, trying to find some way, some way to save you. Obviously, we're talking about Yuna. Yeah, that was enough, knowing that you were on my side. I'll always be grateful to you. Payne says, maybe Lynn felt the same way. The man she loved, he struggled to save her. He fought till his very last breath for her. We all just watched it up on the big screen there on the fucking (laughs) Technicolor. I think that Lynn's final words might have been happy ones. And then in a quote, she says, I love you. (laughs) Paige's just going deep into this now. Yuna says, you can, you can save the fanfic for later. Yes, there is a connection. But wait, everything is all wrong. He never heard the one person she wanted to tell. He never heard her words. Yeah, they're just finishing this story with fanfic now. Yeah. Anyways, an alert goes off. It's an alert. That's <laughs> fanfic <laughs> alarm. <laughs> fanfic speculation alert. <laughs> Uncanonized. <laughs> that God, I'm surprised this is the first time we've heard this after doing a Kingdom Hearts podcast. <laughs> uh, Buddy chimes in. He says, "What do you know? It's the Blocks gang. They want to see Yuna. I'll have them wait in the engine room." When you watched this scene, was Buddy's line cut off for you too? Uh, I couldn't tell you. It's been a while. <laughs> it was. It's just strange because the captions said the full line, but. The voice actor skipped the first sentence, at least in my... Oh, interesting. Uh, the version I was watching, and it was... I don't know. Not that funny, but I <laughs> noticed it. Anyway, I've pointed it out. Um, I anyway, think, you go I down think there it's and funny that block. both times you talk to LeBlanc, they're in the engine room. Like, why is that... <laughs> why is that the best I, room for their models to be in? I think because everyone else hates them and doesn't want to see them. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Uh, anyways, we go down there, and we talk to them, and LeBlanc says, I've been hunting around since we last met, and I happened to find a rather peculiar sphere. It shows my new Jiwuji. For some reason, that Chumpara lies there, too. But it's from some years ago. I'm afraid it's not much help now, loves. Uh, it's Crimson Sphere 5. Uh, LeBlanc continues, How about you? Have you tracked down my Nuji yet? Yuna says, Nuji is on the far plane. 
I saw him there with Gipple, which again, just top, <laughs> top tier lines. <laughs> the far plane? What is he doing in a place like that? Uh, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, Yuna says, I think he's searching for Barlai and Vegnagun. Oh, so Barlai is the one pulling Vegnagun's strings. I should have known. No, that's not it. Uh, how do I explain? Have you seen Twin Peaks? Never mind. Oh, sorry. What did you say? You were doing a bit. <laughs> Eunice says. But LeBlanc cuts her off, so I, I like, really jumped in. Uh, I, I just said I had Yuna ask her if she'd seen Twin Peaks <laughs> uh, to try and explain the orb. <laughs> uh, never mind. I don't have time for this. Boys, we're going to the far plane. Uh, Ormi is whining. He's like, oh, anything but that, boss. Logo says, we're no match for that sort of opponent. What, death? I don't How do you go to the far... How do we even go to the far plane? I mean, I guess now there's like five big holes in the ground leading you there. Yeah, that's our ticket in. (laughs) Technically, if I jumped down an endless pit, I would also end up in the afterlife. (laughs) That's fair. Maybe you'd have just died. (laughs) And this is all all actually just a, a dream. A game theory. <laughs> there it is. Beat me to it. LeBlanc says, Now don't be silly. The power of love conquers all. It's decided. We're going to save Spira. Yuna says, Yes, ma'am. Well then, let's get this tanker moving. Uh, we, Another scene where you talk to Shinra. Yeah, you go back to the bridge. Who says, What have we here? Looks like a transmission, but it's pretty weak. Yuna says, What is? The transmission. It's, lo- it's, it's low elo. <laughs> it's only in bronze. Hmm. I'm getting signals from the comm sphere we dropped in that hole, but I can't seem to connect. Why'd you drop a comm sphere? Oh, right. They dropped a comm sphere in the hole. To talk to you. Yeah, originally. when she was down there. Okay, I guess, I guess I've been corrected on no one wanting to see LeBlanc's face because they show up at the bridge now uh, with Logos and Ormi. Everyone d- d- struts on in. LeBlanc says, enough, little boy, move aside. Yeah, I don't necessarily think that theory is debunked. I think she just is very annoying wherever she wants to be. Uh, She breaks the computer, but it works. Oh, yeah, this is is basically the same bit from Kingdom Hearts 2 where it's like, my computer isn't working. She's like, fuck you, beats it up, and then it starts working. It's also the same bit from, like, fucking Happy Days. He hits the jukebox and it works. I I mean, yes. It's not like Kingdom Hearts 2 invented the trope, but <laughs> calling back to things I can guess our uh-huh. listeners have heard. Also, I'm going out on a limb saying it was Happy Days in particular. Uh, don't actually know if it was that one, but I figure, I, you know, I had this realization recently, which is that we, I would guess that our audience as a whole, like uh, at the average age of our audience is probably younger than the two of us. I'm just going to guess because we're talking about Kingdom I would, Hearts, which I love. Or but like in the middle. <laughs> right. Because I'm young. There are enough people. Either way, there are enough people listening to this where I can get an old sitcom reference wrong. And they're just going to think it was spot on. I, I can just, you know, Family Guy. I thought that was funny when I was younger. Uh, It's not. It was just saying <laughs> things that I thought were references that I should laugh at. But they're nothing. And so I can be that. <laughs> Okay. I can just go out on limbs, even if I get it wrong. You know I, what I mean? You know, I, I, I think I've said this exact thing on the podcast before. I once confused, like I referenced, um, uh, I confused Clueless and something else. I think it was like Heathers or something. 
but I I, uh-huh. I I said I referenced the the phrase as if coming from something that wasn't clueless, and nobody ever called me out on it. But I still feel bad about it. <laughs> <laughs> and it must have been like Kingdom Hearts two because it would have been Zigbar. Uh, but again, like no one's ever said anything. <laughs> I, so, you know, like, you got away with this. This is exactly what I mean. You get away with it. And actually, uh, bringing it full circle, everyone, I'm proud to announce the jukebox hitting <laughs> bit was the Fonz from Happy Days. Oh, that's what you're it. confused about? We did it, everybody. I couldn't remember if it was Happy Days I, or not. I was or trying if, to... If, I, I was trying... I thought you were struggling to figure out if that was the first time that had been done. Because I was like, yeah, of course, that's Happy Days. <laughs> I just, after you started talking about Happy Days and references, I just started thinking about him jumping a shark. So. Uh-huh. That does happen. Yeah. He does that. And then the show, uh, oh, I think this was on Blank Trick. They were trying to, they were talking about, like, after he jumps the shark, the show was just really struggling to be that engaging every week. Uh, <laughs> so there's, like, one episode where he, like, magically loses his vision and then it comes back at the end of the episode. <laughs> It almost brings new meaning to it, like brings new light to the phrase because it's it wasn't that it was like, oh, they just did something so dumb that it's over. It's like they did something so spectacular it can never be recreated again. Uh, yes, it, uh, both. Maybe it could be both. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Anyways, normally I'd cut all that shit out, but I think we're going to be Shinra says <laughs> inconceivable because <laughs> the commsphere works now. Yeah. Another great reference that people might not know. <laughs> uh, well, I didn't say it. In, if I were doing, the, if I were making it a reference, it would be the inconceivable. Yeah, it would be a much Wallace Shawn voice just, is hard to yeah, do. Yeah, I can't. I can't really do a Wallace Shawn. I wasn't trying the first time. Yeah. Um. I wonder if now I'm just thinking about references. I wonder. You're how, trying to see if you can get Wallace on the horn. <laughs> like you trying to? Yeah. No, I'm gonna call <laughs> him. Real see if quick. I can patch him in. Uh. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, hello. <laughs> Gipple says, "Impressive impression." No, he, he hung up on me. I was uh, interrupting the- his his dinner with with Andre. <laughs> Gipple. Gipple says, "Gipple is on com on the com sphere. We can see him in the far plane, and he says, "Impressive machina. An invention like this could change the world. Whoever came up with this is a genius." Uh, so, yeah, so this one's like pointedly flying around him. We were talking about the the different com spheres last time and how we were confused about some of them just mm-hmm. being spheres and one of them being a squid billy. Yeah. As he's complimenting it, Shinra's like, he's got good taste. <laughs> uh, Gipple says, guess I'm a genius too for fixing it. Anybody home? Yuna says, Gipple. Shinra says, I don't think he can hear us. Gipple says, no response. Hmm. Uh, Nuge is there and says, some genius. Uh, LeBlanc sees him and says, Nuji. Nuge says, if you're done playing, let's go. Gipple says, chill out. Lost your nerve. Hey, we're talking about Vegnagun. How the heck do you fight that thing? We can't even walk up to it without freaking it out. Or making it mad. But I've got a plan. And he's like, yeah, that's what I meant by freaking it out. You don't have to restate it as if I'm wrong and you're right. Right, right. <laughs> what Gipple actually says is, if it doesn't work. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> such a dramatic line. He looks off into the distance and says, Death will be my apology. Uh, Gipple and me say, whatever, man. <laughs> yeah, cool, dude. <laughs> and then, uh, this you is... You gonna get that tattooed on your forehead, fucking Post Malone? Yeah. The one of, this word, Death Seeker, is capitalized. I don't know if it's, like, the name of 
their team or some yeah, shit. Yeah, I noticed that too. I don't yeah, I don't know if it's just Gipple being like uh you people with a death wish, but it seems like it is a thing. Like ma- like maybe yeah, know. like a, a part of the Crypsosphere team or some shit. I don't know. Gipple's full line. Whatever, man. When a death seeker dies, that's no apology. What about LeBlanc? Uh Nuge says, "Well, she And then it cuts <laughs> off. <laughs> uh it, it, in the scene is like, "Well, she's fucking out of luck, huh?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no, we don't we don't see anything. The Cubsphere cuts off. LeBlanc says, why did it cut off like that just when he was getting to the juicy bits? Shinra says, it's not my fault. What a piece of junk! Forget it. I'll go ask him myself. Uh, they leave the scene. Presumably they go find a big hole to jump down. Uh, LeBlanc's gang specifically is who leave. Yes. Yeah, I don't know why Ormi and Logos are in the scene at all. They don't speak. And just uh, moral support, you know? Yeah. I think that's why they're in this game. <laughs> <laughs> Brother says, what about the gull wings? Eunice says, I think that we should help you new... What? Hold on. <laughs> Is there a, should, should there be a comma here? Am I confused? Did the line say... No, there's no U. There's no U in the actual line. Oh, okay. I think that we should help new... It's a typo in the script. I just wasn't sure where the typo was. Uh, I think that right. we should help Nuge. But first, I want to try talking to Shuyin. I have to tell him how Lin felt. I'm sure he'll understand. <laughs> <laughs> and then I guess... Someone else says this line because this doesn't feel like. Oh yeah! Wow, this is a real many typos. Uh, at once. The script, the script's falling apart at the uh, end of chapter no! four. Um, but Riku says, "How? We can't exactly make an appointment." Payne says, "We'll just have to jump into one of those holes together this time." Uh, they all give each other a big high five, a high fifteen. Uh, brother says, "Roger, go wings. We move out. Celsius, full speed ahead." And uh, then it goes, chapter four ends. I haven't seen past this, but if you want to do another scene, we could. Because um, we're not as far along as I thought we'd be in time. Yeah, let me see. Even if I leave in all that happy do shit. Uh, there's just some, like, I, there, <laughs> I want you, <laughs> there are some scenes that I want you to experience fresh uh, near the start of chapter five. And I just want to make sure that you... You know, I want to make sure we're on the same page for them oh, because okay. it's buck wild. <laughs> uh, but no, I don't think that that is the next scene. So, yeah, we can go to uh, the beginning of chapter five. We are still on the Celsius. And Riku says, Thagnagun's definitely bothering me, but there are other things we need to worry about, too. Look at Spira. It's a total mess. It sucks like music didn't save the world. I can't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Payne says, shall we go check things out? I don't know if we have time. Yuna says, well, let's play it by ear. Payne says, way to take control. Uh, well, music makes you lose control, Payne. I'm sorry. Yeah, we've been over this. They get a transmission from Brother. No, I guess, oh, I guess they were on a different, they weren't on the bridge. Uh, they get a transmission from Brother. Brother says, go wings, round up, it's strategy time. So they go there. Yep. Uh, there we see Shinra, who says, we know Vagnagun is in the deepest reaches of the far plane. The only way in is to jump into one of those holes. I love that this really just boils down to jumping in a big hole. Yeah. Uh, Buddy says, yeah, I'm but which, yeah, but which one? It's a fucking whack-a-mole. <laughs> um, Can you imagine it's just a whack-a-mole, but Vagnagun's popping his head out of like six holes? I mean, for all I know, it's what it's going to be. <laughs> I haven't seen that far. Yuna says, there's one in Besaid, one in Kilika, and one in Jose Temple. Is, only, is there really only three holes? No. Uh, oh, I guess Payne uh, says, don't forget the calm lands, the cave at the bottom of the gorge. 
Uh, so that's and I wonder if that line's not there if you don't do the the oh god, what's his name? Uh, Clasco. I was thinking of the Aeon. <laughs> uh, oh. Clasco's not Yo Jimbo. Yo Jimbo. I was thinking Yoshimitsu, which is a different samurai from a different game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh right, because there are two secret caves near the Calmlands. There's the one that Clasco is in right now, raising Chocobo, and then there's. Yojimbo's yeah, the, cave. The, right. the so I guess the pole would be in Yojimbo's st- The Stolen Faith, yes. Um, so I guess uh, and then Ri- that's there. Riku's got the next line, I think, where I lost my place again. Uh, no, Sh- really Shinra, Shinra also adds in, oh, yeah. uh, in the hole that Vegnagun opened up in the Bavel underground. Then Riku says, so which one do we jump into? Brother says, who cares? Just pick a hole and dive. Yuna, you can decide which hole we pick. Good line. This is the, you cannot look, I forbid you from looking further. <laughs> okay. So, so the next, the, ne- um, the next, the next scene, I'm guessing you're, you're forcing me to. The, the beginning of the next scene is whatever. The end of the next scene <laughs> is revelatory. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to say. Okay. I mean, I mean, you're, you're setting us up for a big, a, a, a big cliffhanger for next time. You're going to make everyone. To subscribe to us on Patreon so they can hear episode uh, 14 as You're soon as possible. You're gonna think that fucking song was cool, huh? <laughs> yeah. God, we're recording Doing this. Be- nothing compared to. No. We're recording this episode before that, the last episode comes yeah. out, so maybe we've been canceled for all I know <laughs> for, for singing that song. For, for copyright infringement? I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, editor Mark, can you cut that out? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, uh, we're, we're done, you, where are right? you on the internet? <laughs> Twitter, uh, twitter.com slash ghost of Joe, ghost of J. Oh, I don't tweet much, but uh, let's see. What I'm on another podcast called We Are Watching One Piece. I say that every week. By now, the show swap has already happened. It's gonna, uh, this is kind of coming late. Uh, in terms of plugging it because we're recording ahead. Um, but uh, the show swaps happened. They're very fun. If you want to hear us talking about Bare Naked Ladies, go listen to uh, It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked it's Ladies podcast. It's a lot of podcast. fun. Neither of us really like Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I, we're not fans, at least. No, yeah. I mean, we're certainly not on par with that podcast uh, in terms of listening to them regularly. But uh, yeah, I think that episode was a lot of fun, how we tried to make uh, their format fit our format yeah it was fun so yeah go check that out um listen to some more of their episodes if you haven't checked out it's all been done it is a fun podcast even if you don't like bare naked ladies they talk about it a surprisingly small amount (laughs) and they have a lot of fun guests on especially pre-lockdown there's like two justin mcgory episodes they're great places to start and yeah just uh you can go look at the full show swap schedule if you want to go um you know just check out some special one-off episodes. Riley and I did a Bed Bath and Blaseball, which there's a Wikipedia rising oh, from the grave. The Rain Rain did Wikipedia, and it's so funny. Mm. They were like high out of their mind. <laughs> <laughs> really? Have, is that out yet? I should listen. To no, that. but that's I so could funny. send it to you. <laughs> uh, uh, it comes out for us this this coming like in a week, but it'll be like yeah. a couple days out after this that comes out. Sure. You're recording with the buffers, so annoying. Uh, <laughs> But worth it, let me so tell you, it. y'all, so if, you're, if you're making, if you're trying to make podcasts, uh, record three episodes at least before you release one. Absolutely. And probably re-record your first episode at least once, because so, it, 
uh, will probably suck shit the first time you try it. Yeah. Uh, just some podcasting tips. I'm surprised we didn't re-record our first episode, but I also, you made me cry when you said Jet Monkey HD Did- Gaming the first time. I mean, you can't, you can't <laughs> oh, recapture like, that the magic. Laughing way. I was like, I, I know we used to like analyze the themes of Kingdom Hearts <laughs> more than we do now, but I don't think we got that sad. <laughs> no. No, uh, that came in not, when at we, least not until Chain of Memories. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like that that happened in like days, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Anyways, uh, yes. Uh, check out the show swaps. A lot of fun stuff. Uh, on that schedule, recommend it. And uh, what? Oh, also the the champs in the making that the it's all been done boys did. They made champs work for two people that don't know anything about Pokemon, and I'll tell you how. They just had a wheel that they spun and they decide and they used it they they used it to decide what they were judging the pokemon on so it'd be like oh, cool which of these two random pokemon is better at uh the prisoner's dilemma <laughs> oh that's really good it's so much fun uh it's free on patreon uh and then it'll eventually be in the public feed it's episode 36 so it'll be a little bit but you can listen to it now on patreon for free it should be out by the time that this episode is public uh, I'm done plugging wheels. Where can people find you? Twitter.com slash singular wheels and a podcast called Very Random Encounters where some friends and I play tabletop role-playing games and randomly determine as much as is possible. We're currently playing a GM-less game called Things Eldritch and Terrifying wherein I am, there are two person player. One of them isn't human, but there, <laughs> there are essentially two human players uh, are two human characters, and then uh, the other two of us are playing uh, the extra-dimensional horrors that are trying to um, lure them in, and um, uh, they're they're trying to let the humans, like, trick the humans into doing rituals that will let them into the world. It's essentially the premise of the game. Cool. I am playing as the the kind of, like, mythological echo of the Adam and Eve myth. They are a figure that are... A, a a moving puppet that are attached called you, the Dominate. I, I, th- I think you just got like two angry DMs <laughs> saying Adam <laughs> and Eve myth. <laughs> so anyway, if that sounds more interesting than blasphemous to you, uh, you can find it at vre.show. It does sound interesting. That according to, like, if you listen to the story, it works just as well if you think they're the literal Adam and Eve, but that might be even more blasphemous <laughs> in context. I, 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 won't, uh, I won't talk about religious DMs we've gotten, because I'd have to cut it out, but <laughs> <laughs> it just immediately made me think of, of that. That sounds very cool, though. That sounds like a cool interpretation. I forgot all about that. That's very funny. Very random encounters. Good show. Yep. I just want to make sure the title was set again. <laughs> Uh, what else do we plug? Uh, you can support us on Patreon. I referenced it earlier. Patreon.com slash MemorizeCast. Uh, you get these episodes early for a dollar a month. You want to do even more. You want to give us $5. You're going to get a bonus episode once a month. We trade off subjects. Uh, last month I did JoJo. There was like a teaser in the main feed. I would, if you have feedback on if that was helpful or not, if you're a new patron or not, I don't like... I've seen the numbies go up, so I feel good about it. But uh, we'll probably keep doing it if people liked to to hear those little teasers. And uh, this month's going to be a Elder Scrolls adventure. We're going back into Coda. Um, we're going to record it in approximately five minutes. Uh, so if you want more of this exact energy we've had today, uh, go over to patreon.com slash memorizecast. 
Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash MemorizeCast. We retweet uh, all stuff in the oeuvre that we've covered. Kingdom Hearts, Final Fantasy, The World Ends With You. Um, lots of fan art, shit posts, uh, Luxord. Lots of Luxord. Uh, also, in our pinned tweet and our show notes, you'll find links that are very convenient, like our Twitters, our Patreon, our Discord that you can join. Uh, you can also go to theorangegroves.com, the network that we're on. I talked a bunch about it earlier, but you can join the Discord for the whole network at the bottom of the page, bottom of any uh, page on the website, and uh, talk about all bunch of all bunch of shit, all the other podcasts on the network. Maybe talk about the show swaps, get into shows that you're checking out for the first time. Who knows? Uh, I feel like we've been plugging stuff for 10 minutes. I gotta stop. Uh, but our theme music is, uh, Yuna by Will and Tim, courtesy of Game Chops. You did the intro, so it's my turn to say, that was the end of chapter four. Got, Got it. Memorized? Ha 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 ha! And I'm Evan. And our podcast is It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Hey, what's that podcast about, Ev? So, do you know of a band called Bare Naked Ladies? One week. Yeah, yeah, that's one of them. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Did you ever want to learn more about them? Or... Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, well, then this is the podcast for you because we teach you nothing with various guests. Yeah, like uh, like Matt Besser. Holy we shit. Climbed in a second story window and partied in this house where we barely didn't know at all the people that was crazy holy fuck mike mitchell why well, I, I don't know how how like how much you guys really do love bare naked ladies justin mcelroy grab your tongue grab your tongue and i want you to say Our born tongue. on a pirate ship Bum on the polo ship. you were born on a pile of shit and many more so check it out but also if you don't like bare naked ladies we talk about them probably like a third of the time so. uh yes that's every Tuesday, wherever fine podcasts are sold. We could make a board game about it.